Hello and welcome to Pastors at Home, a chat with your pastors about living for Jesus when we can't meet up in real life. One take, unfiltered, lo-fi. I'm Erin May Wicks and joining me today I have Mr. Jeffrey Hunt. Hello. And his lovely wife, Mrs. Liana Hunt. Hello. Our topic today is actually going to talk about energy. So, Jeff, is this like a scientific podcast today, <laughs> energy, or... Because <laughs> like I, <laughs> I dropped all sciences at year nine. As soon as the option was available to me to switch <laughs> over to creative arts, that's where I went. <laughs> I'm right now racking my brain for an energy fact. <laughs> or joke or pun. I've got nothing. No, nothing. Something about equal reactions right. and something. No, stop. Newton's because law. all the scientists will be switching off that's as we right. start talking about this. Dan Harrison is out there screaming <laughs> into his phone. <laughs> Shout out, Dan. Keep listening. It'll get better, I promise. <laughs> no promises. No, I th- I'm just, I don't know, something in the past week, I've just been acutely aware of my energy levels and how that contributes to my feeling and just thinking, oh, yeah, I guess if you're struck in by a pandemic and a huge crisis washes over your society, that might affect your sense of ener- wow. energy levels. <laughs> so I'm quick on the uptake with these things. And I feel like we could talk your, about your that. The- <laughs> so this is your thesis, oh and yeah. we're, g- we're going to see if we can prove that today. <laughs> a pandemic is energy draining. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'll just look up a few memes. <laughs> <laughs> She'll put them in the show notes yeah, for He you. gets there. <laughs> So, have you felt like your energy has been taxed? Or do you feel like in new ways you've gotten energy? Uh, no, I noticed it because I have energy at new times of the week. Oh. That's what kind of the, the penny dropped for me last night. Um, so, in the regular course of the week, sometimes are like high energy times where I can tackle difficult projects and tasks and kind of make good progress on them and... I've just got kind of got energy for difficult things. And other times, like those same tasks or that email, I just stare at it and think, oh, <laughs> I can't even. It's impossible. I'm resigning. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that I'm does. so glad your example of difficult tasks was emails because I, I was know. waiting for you to say, like, the Unichurch staff meeting, <laughs> 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 which is him and I. <laughs> no. Uh, so, but. So I, I kind of, in my regular flow of the week, I kind of know where those energy times are and so I can secure them for important tasks. Yeah, yeah. Put the energy in. Um, and all of a sudden I'm kind of like in this new, my whole timetable got wiped. Mm. I'm kind of finding where, uh, so I struck upon a kind of uh, an energy reserve an energy reserve on Saturday night from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering where so <laughs> where this new energy reserve is. I was through because the house. If you're was getting quiet. emails from Jeff uh. at 11:30 every night, that's his time, people. It's it a night now. It was silent, and my brain suddenly functioned. And but also, I'd kind of taken a good amount of time off on Friday and Saturday to kind of have my kind of weekend there. And so, so by Saturday night, I was energized, and the house was quiet. Quiet and. So then I was like, right, now's the time. And I kind of jumped into it and had the energy for it. And so finding that energy reserve, I was like, oh, of course. That's why those things were difficult on kind of Wednesday afternoon or whenever it was that I tried to tackle them last. Hmm. So that's why it's occurred to me that energy is kind of all over the place. And also, just to dominate the talking, this is a thing that Rory always used to say. um, So shout out Rory. Um, that when you kind of get to a certain age, like when you're young, the 
the thing that is limited is time. You, you feel time poor. But I that's the kind of like poor. critical You're resource. so young though, Liana. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I do feel about 500 at the moment. Whereas at a certain age, you tip over to a point where the actually the scarce resource isn't time so much as energy. The, the thing that actually you need most of all is the energy for tasks. And there's probably a combination of things. Mm. But when you're 20, you never run out of energy. And if you do, you just sleep for 12 hours and you're back to like <laughs> 110. <laughs> like just your health bar. in your The problem <laughs> is that you don't know it yet. No. <laughs> you don't yeah. realise. Just enjoy being 20. Yeah. <laughs> Watch heaps of TV. Exactly. But something that you just linked, I don't know, intentionally or not, you just linked that you had some downtime on Friday, mm. Saturday, and then you got a surge of energy after your downtime. Mm. Nothing like going out with kids a few times to make you feel <laughs> like emails aren't that hard. <laughs> um, so rest is connected to energy renewal. Is what? that what we're kind of piecing together here? <laughs> yeah. Tune is this pastors a, at home. <laughs> is this a new idea? <laughs> No one's written a book on this before, Liana. This is <laughs> the, groundbreaking. The level of insight that you can expect <laughs> from this podcast. Um, no, that's you know that's obviously a real thing that you do need those downtimes, just stepping away from the computer to come back to them and be like, okay, yeah, I can come back to this task. And it doesn't need to be computer tasks; it can be any tasks. But yeah, you, there is a refreshment to to rest. Uh, yeah. It's funny though because I think downtime is very personal. Like mm. depending on you, your makeup, your season in life, your kind of family situation, your downtime might look completely different. Mm. But it is true that we're all created <coughs> to need rest. Like that's part of the created order is that there is a Sabbath rest and we all benefit from that because we're human. Yeah. Um, and we're creatures of God. I guess it's kind of finding what, does that look like for you and might be different at the moment than normal yeah i guess one thing that is still in common is that it's not work yeah do you know what i mean so you have to step away from the thing that is your work so i would play guitar as a rest Mm. to like downtime get away play my guitar think ah i'm so relaxed now but if you are a guitarist, if that's mm. your job, if you're in the music industry, you just need to step away from, <laughs> from music. You just pull it out your computer and write some emails yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, sure give that. me some admin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So it's it's so it doesn't actually matter what it is, it just needs to be the op- it just needs to be not work. Mm. I think yeah. the the idea of a Sabbath in the Bible would direct you towards something of more significance than just like well my work isn't computer games i'm gonna computer games <laughs> for yeah. 48 hours <laughs> straight um yeah. but yeah i think it needs to be away from your from your work yeah and i think that's a good point because it, it's a, it's a reassuring thing to remind us that we are creatures mm. we're not god mm. god doesn't uh, slumber or sleep but he's actually the one who watches over us while we rest mm. and we're the creatures we've been created and we need to rest in order to kind of keep yeah. going. And to kind of enter like this pandemic time and feel like I'm going to do everything and I'm going to achieve all these goals at home and I'm going to be like super fit and my house is going to be so organized and so kind of like not very restful. And to go into that, it's almost a little bit of like pride uh, to think that you can kind of plow through without any rest, downtime, 
or just kind of slowing down at all. It kind of really, I don't know. I mean, I kind of felt like that a little bit at the start and it just shows how much I think of myself that I think I can kind of buck the created order that mm. God has given me and my, my humanness that I need rest um, and that I can kind of keep working nonstop. Does that mean then that you get quite disappointed when you your energy gets low? Oh, yeah, so frustrating. Is that true? Jeff smiling, <laughs> like laughing. That is accurate, yeah. You may often find me on the couch at 10pm at night and I'm like struggling with should I continue on trying to do things unproductively or should I just go to bed and rest? Is yeah. you 100 go to bed at that point? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> you I'm just trying to finish. <laughs> I just want to cross things off my list, okay? But this, that does raise an interesting thing that has come up in this pandemic period in that Often we're used to our work and resting places being different. Yeah. If you're working from home, now your work is here and your housework is here and your recreation is here and everything's in the same place. Your social network is here and your gym is here (laughs) and your (laughs) (laughs) everything. (laughs) Keep going, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, your cafe. And I think also like to that point is that home – and off times aren't as relaxing at the moment because we're constantly having to make decisions and recalibrate what we're doing. So part of what's really beautiful about the weekend is maybe you've got a routine. Maybe every Saturday morning you go for a walk with a friend, you stop at this cafe and get this coffee and then, you know, you go to the beach together or, you know, whatever it is that you do, it's kind of you know what you're going to do that day and you know where you're going to do your shopping, you know, all these things. But at the moment, we've had to continuously kind of assess every step of every day and work out, is this the right thing to do now? Is this how I should be doing this? What can I do instead? And so even home and downtimes aren't very relaxing because we're always kind of working at those problems. And even that kind of that just constant mental assessing and Mm. reassessing and changing the way that you'd normally do life, that is tiring yeah you know it it's hurts, not that kind of adrenaline that we had at the start you know where it was kind of mm. everything's changing oh my goodness I'm working from home oh you know all these things are changing we can't have church at church anymore it's just kind of that long-term exhaustion of the mental burn of constantly having to make all these little decisions every day I think and all the signals are gone like the signals that this is the weekend because Saturday operates differently to Friday um, and we have patterns yeah. of what we do and where we go all those signals that ah it's time to switch yeah. off and relax they're all that's why gone. i've started doing waffles every saturday morning that has been enormous. because that's i been just so i need good. an anchor in my week and it's like <laughs> it's waffles it must be saturday it's waffles it's coffee it's the newspaper it must be saturday tomorrow it's church ah, it must so be relaxing. sunday at least there's two days a week <laughs> Well, you know, I know where I am. I love that waffles have become the grounding in your week. Anyone should, you need it. There's an extra home hack for you. I know. Well, this week we did pancakes on Thursday because I had to use up some ricotta that was <laughs> going off. Pancake Thursday is why not? And then I was like, on Saturday, I was like, I'm still recovering from those pancakes. I don't want waffles today and I'm too tired anyway. And so yesterday it felt a little hollow. Oh. No, like no waffles, no newspaper. It was just, just normal wheat bix <laughs> not yeah. as exciting. It was tough. <laughs> mm. uh, but you do make a good point that there was this kind of adrenaline crisis mm. surge to start with and now we're in this kind of long period where we're going to need to find consistent energy. We yeah. can't just kind of burn the, uh, the Reserves. Urgent. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, the reserves may be gone. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and the Lord knows that we are dust. You know, yeah. he he recognizes our frailty and humanness. I think the problem is that we don't. Yeah. I that's think the God knows thing. exactly what we are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's God and we're not. Yeah. <laughs> but we often don't. And I think that's the Do you know that I, a good reminder. I was praying that to God a few weeks ago. I don't know if we mentioned it on one of these chats, recorded chats, or just sorry about all the repetitions. Preamble chats. <laughs> <laughs> we don't remember what we've recorded. Um, but yeah, I was, like as I was, I'm 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 totally been on struggle street. I yeah. you know yeah. that whole they tell you extroverts get your energy mm. from people and introverts get your energy from being by yourself. Turns out that's really true. <laughs> and put an extrovert in a house by herself for like, you know, nearly six weeks now. And I, as much as I try to be sunshine and positive and, you know, try and do things to make sure that I keep my energy up and keep mm. my eyes fixed on Jesus, I've legit just felt exhausted mm. from many things. But I think one of them is actually just a lack of people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and then once I realised this, I was, oh, it's had this revelation. I thought, oh, God, this is fantastic. Because now this is your problem. Because <laughs> you've made me this way. <laughs> I blame and you. So <laughs> you've got the ability to help me and to change, like, something. Either we, either please, please change the situation or please change Divine me. intervention on my personality. <laughs> yep. <laughs> please change me in this situation. Yeah, but like, things. Yeah. Because yeah. it so was actually was helped? a... You know what? I, the situation hasn't really changed um, much. But the revelation of realising that God understands me mm. so that he would understand how hard this would be, mm. or had that helped. Yeah. Yeah. And also knowing, oh, yeah, no, I'm feeling a bit sad about life. Mm. Of course. Yeah, mm. of course. You know. Mm. Like actually, yeah, that's Like good. the world yeah, okay. right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so understanding, realising that God knows me and understands me, that has helped. Mm. That's great. I don't want to make this about me, but just bottle that feeling the next time you talk to an introvert on a Christian camp. (laughs) (laughs) Why they're they're shaking and choosing between dinner, dinner and early bed. It's legit. Over the last six weeks, just pack it down into two days. That's how we feel. (laughs) Like you're dying inside. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Permanent. Internal scream. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, but we, I still love Christian camps, but there is amongst us. In a kind it of grit your teeth you. way. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. But let's not make it about that because that's not our situation. We're not going to no. Christian camps for a long, <laughs> long time. So. But I have worked with you for a long time, Jeff, and I do notice that at a certain point in the day when you've been in a room full of people, there's just like this shutter that comes over your face. Like, I'm done now. I can't. He's gone to his I happy place. Take He's thinking about cat memes and <laughs> Nothing is how to parkour <laughs> to the park. Yeah. He's like a kid in the corner on the couch with his hands over his eyes saying, You can't see me. <laughs> anyway. Let's not make this about us. Um, me. Um, so. What else is helpful if you're a oh Christian yes. at this time yep. and you're low on energy? Um, Recogn- so recognising who God is. Yeah. Recognising who we are. Yeah. He's the creator. We're the creatures. Yeah. On that Recognising limitations. Um, something I've found quite helpful is, and I think we might probably mention this before, so sorry about that, but, you know, I'm just going over the same stuff in my head all the time. Um, just thinking about God being the father is I keep, when I'm outside, I keep coming back to Matthew 6 
um, about looking at the lilies of the field that they mm. don't weave and spin, but the Father in heaven looks after them. Um, and it's just that passage about, I should actually turn it up. Um, down to the birds of the air look at the birds of the air they do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your father your your heavenly father feeds them are you not much more valuable than they can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life um i guess the call to not worry because you know that you have a heavenly father um yeah, I don't know, I just keep coming back to that whenever I'm outdoors going for a walk or just playing with the kids outside, just kind of looking around at nature and thinking, yeah, like these trees are just being cared for by God. All these animals are being cared for by God. Actually, I'm being cared for by God. God is my heavenly father and I need to take myself out of the place of being kind of the God of my life and lean on him and not, um, I guess, burn myself up with that worry because there's kind of rest mm. in resting in god's goodness as your heavenly father gives some rest from those worries about chasing after all of those things that's a great insight because worry is so draining very draining just like a permanent and there's a lot to worry about at the moment yeah yeah and if so if you're worrying it's kind of like you put yourself in this state of constant constant effort Mm. to fix something that is unfixable and out of your control and so it's just this like worldwide pandemic size drain on your yeah. energy but yeah. you can't kind of impact it mm. yeah know. and the, the the key there that you know it comes up in matthew 6 is that actually you you don't have to mm. worry because god is not as he's big enough and powerful enough to provide for you but he's a loving father mm. and he knows is. Yeah. yeah yeah and he knows what you need and um just at the end it says seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough trouble of its own and i think that's brilliant advice at the moment yeah is Mm. you can only like just focus on today today has enough trouble in it for us god's looking after tomorrow he's looking after you so don't be thinking ahead to all that that's the more godly and eloquent version of what I said just a few minutes ago by telling God well, that I this was got his there without you. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. And that's kind of what you do with your parents, isn't it? It's kind of like our kids do that all the time. Just it's pass like, up the problems. Mum, I can't find my shoes. Where did you take them off? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, okay. Have you tried the trampoline? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were there. It's like, I'm just handballing this up to you, Mum. <laughs> and that's what kids do all the time. That's what we should do to God. <laughs> So yeah. God's not offended. <laughs> He's just yeah, yeah, to look he wants outside. us. Well, He is our heavenly Father. He is taking care of us and everything. So it's more, I guess, I don't know. For me, often it's more about recognizing that and not, yeah, yeah. Being and the there's one so trying many, to fix it all. There's so many promises in the Bible where He talks about like strengthening us, um, and where Paul of, often asks for strength um, as well. Mm. Yeah, that was um, something that. I uh, just thinking about this topic, the verse that popped to mind was Colossians 1 verse 29, where Paul is talking about his his ministry. Um, and 128 is kind of a classic verse that encapsulates what uh, Paul is doing as he goes around. And he says, um, do you want to read it out? I have uh, TNIV, which I think is slightly different. I, I do want to read out... Uh, 
Colossians 1. You've only 20, had 28, 29. <laughs> 29. I, I, it's not that I uh, zoned out then while you were talking, Jeff, <laughs> and I was looking at the Bible and thinking about my Ephesians passage that I was, uh, you know, thinking about strengthening at all. Um, so instead, why don't I read your verse, which is a great one. Uh, if you're following along with your Bibles, it's uh, Colossians 1, 28. It says, He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. So I was just thinking about that because it's kind of like, how does that work? Like, how is it that (coughs) kind of Christ puts energy like power into Mm. uh, into paul and how does he experience that like is it this kind of like he just kind of gets a jolt and thinks oh i'm I'm back is it like drinking a can of v yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah is it a kind of physical energy or is it something kind of more that um by i guess by kind of what we're saying like by tapping into the 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 truths of the gospel that he knows that um what christ has has won for him and that kind of strengthens his resolve and his conviction Mm. or is it that he's he's aware that the the risen lord jesus is now sovereign over all things and all circumstances and even him and so um you know he prays for you know christ to energize him for for the work of spreading this gospel of um you know proclaiming him that since he's proclaiming jesus he does call on jesus to kind of empower him by his spirit uh for that task uh i don't know if you have any insight <laughs> no that kind of like what that experience is I just this think is your first jeff that's <laughs> <laughs> right i'm still in ephesians sorry <laughs> No, I think it's a good question though and can I balance it out with my Ephesians question because in Ephesians it talks about strength and power a lot and I think that is all all through Ephesians talking about the power of God basically. God is more powerful than any other power um, in heaven and on earth but also he talks in um, chapter 3 that he wants, um, he prays actually that people will be maybe strengthened uh, with the power through the spirit in your inner being so you know that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you may be rooted and established in love. And basically goes on for this beautiful prayer of basically I want you to know the heights and depths of the love that God has for you in Christ Jesus. Um, and I, I've that's always caught my eye that he wants us to be strengthened by the knowledge of our salvation and the love that God has for us. I don't know if that is different or that is resonating with well, your Colossians. I think there's there's some kind of interplay there between the the strengthening of faith and your conviction and knowledge of God's love and all that he's accomplished for you. There's a kind of distinction between that and the physical energy that you have to go about your day. So you might be kind of strengthened in your faith and kind of deeply convinced and convicted of it but have had a terrible night's sleep last night or be struggling in kind of health and stuff like that Mm. and so that doesn't mean that you charge into the day full of zeal and verve Um, and yet there is a kind of interplay there that the more that I'm kind of strengthened in my 
knowledge of God's love, the more I'm able to kind of press on in serving others and loving him and living mm. God's way. Mm. And it was the that deep conviction of God's salvation about God's salvation in Jesus and of his own salvation that kind of pushed Paul on through extremely difficult circumstances, much more difficult than we're going through now. Yeah. For shipwrecks and many, jail many and starvation yeah. and mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so I guess it does give you that. But I guess also it helps you to be energised via prioritisation. Mm. Like I don't feel like Paul did a lot of busy work, although he was a tent maker. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes the conviction combined with a limited supply of energy or time forces you to make some hard decisions about, well, what is actually worth worth putting my energy into, knowing that I've only got so much or that I'm limited in these ways what's worth putting my energy into and what's not mm. uh, that's a very much an extrapolation from this whole thought it's not an exegesis no, <laughs> as well but I think as well that you mentioned that Paul's in hard situations and yeah. I'm like oh, this is hard <laughs> like yeah. actually and what did he do in those hard situations he prayed yeah. um, and he remembered his salvation mm. and he remembered the priority like it, it gave him a lens for going well what is important mm. um and what you know kind of tr how do i triage these things here mm. and so obviously um yeah i feel like things might have fallen to the peripheral that were peripheral but yeah. things are important like he kept the main thing the main thing which was the gospel yeah. serving jesus and serving others yeah and but i just also feel like in the Colossians verse in uh, 128, he talks, or 29, he he uses that word, I strenuously contend. Like, so it's hard work. Mm. It sounds like the situation isn't easy. And he's like, he's like running the race. Yeah. But it's also with the energy that Christ provides him. So I don't know. I feel like it's, it's not the free kind of shot of that. I don't yeah. know, some sort of caffeinated beverage no. yes. where the energy just comes Although and we love you're caffeine. like, oh, I feel like I can run forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah. not energizer batteries, but actually yeah. you're straining and Christ is providing energy at the yeah. same mm. time. Mm. Mm. And Paul kind of credits that capacity to God, even though he's kind of like giving it. Because where else could it come from other than from yeah. the energy of the, the risen Christ? Yeah, yeah. And Paul does seem throughout, like um, this is very much a vibe thing, that like Paul's so deeply impacted by meeting the Lord Jesus mm. and by yes. the way that he was saved and changed and the promise of being with the Lord Jesus again, that that just drives him on no matter what. Um, so in a way, like the way to then get energy in that sense is to keep digging into your salvation mm. and digging into feeding your relationship with Jesus at this time. Going back to the well. Yeah. I think it's probably worth just briefly before we kind of wrap up, saying that the converse, like you don't want to draw the converse too forcefully, that if I lack energy, that therefore means that mm. I lack conviction or no. if I just had better, yeah. deeper faith. Uh, like I know that we haven't been saying that, but it's worth saying that. Like if you're yeah, someone yeah. who struggles with mental health and or depression um, or, you know, any of those kind of things. Don't hear the reverse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't don't hear the reverse. That, yeah. that it's not because you don't have enough faith. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to what we were first saying about mm. the Lord knows that we're dust. Like yeah. he knows the struggles that we're going through and he doesn't expect 
us to have this superhuman supply of hen- energy yeah. just because we know Jesus. Like he knows yeah. our physical frailties and how much sleep we got last night and yeah. just the anxieties of the present moment. And he's your father who holds all things in his hand. So yeah. when you are weak, like actually he still holds the world in his hands. <laughs> and I think that's probably part of Paul's experience, that he has experienced times of just profound weakness mm. and thought probably thought to himself, how am I going to get through this? But, yeah. you know, that two Corinthians thing of being kind of beaten but not broken um, and that they're not, that's not one of the pairs. <laughs> Crushed but <laughs> not something or other, something or other, but not something or other. Probably should have looked that up before we talked about that one. Let's move on. <laughs> but he kind of experiences in those lowest moments yeah. just the God's capacity power. Yeah. to keep on trusting Jesus, yeah. to keep on with the yeah. um, commission that he's been given, um, even in weakness. You know, yeah. he has doesn't have this experience of of being a kind of like high flying superstar, mm. um, but just kind of pressing on and God continuing to work uh, in and through those um, dark times. And so, that I think that's an experience that we can yeah. share even through this. And even in some of his darkest times in 2 Corinthians 12, where he kind of asked God to take that thorn in the flesh, which he doesn't tell us exactly what it is from him. You know, he pleaded three times. But in verse 9, God replied to him saying, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And so Paul goes on to say, Therefore I will boast more gladly about the weakness so that Christ's may be power may rest upon me. Hmm. Actually, in our weaknesses, God's power can shine through. So I think weakness is not a sign of weakness yeah, necessarily, <laughs> like the world sees weakness. But actually, it's another opportunity to see God working in us and through us and to glorify him. Mm. Great. Can that be our Bible? I feel like we've just thrown out 17 different passages. We're just starting (laughs) a conversation. Yeah. 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 Send us a message if you think there's anything heretical and um, (laughs) we've got the right of reply. So... (laughs) We are we're testing the energy of our listeners here. Yes, I feel. we <laughs> the are. The length of this yep. <laughs> episode. Okay, um, home hack. Home hack. Home yep. hack. When you're low on energy, and you know, just even deciding what to do first thing in the morning is difficult. My home hack is make your bed every day. Make it. Make your bed first. Get up. Make your bed because I mean, a stops you getting back in, which is good. <laughs> and B, there's just something powerful. Like every time I walk past my bed, I'm like, I made my bed. I have ticked something off the list. I've, there's a decision I didn't have to make this morning. I got up and I didn't wonder about that bed. I just made it. I just got in. I just did it. And I don't know if I'm weird, but every time I walk past my made bed, I get a boost you feel like of a energy. Hero, don't you? I feel like a hero. It's like, I don't know. It's just a mental change of I got up. There's no crisis today. I had time to make my bed. I made a decision. I made my bed. The it's first mountain was summited. The <laughs> first mountain was summited. It was so easy. I've done it. I just walked past it. And I'm like, yes. And if a child jumps onto my bed and messes it up, I just feel joy, joy, joy mm. in my heart. <laughs> Get off my bed. You're ruining my mental health. But anyway, so my home hack is make, make your bed, your then bed. shut your door so make no one bed. can go in and, and then just walk up. past it and just like give yourself a little high five every time you walk past. Great. Fantastic. All right. Well, on that note, make your bed, be strong in the Lord and see you next time.